0: tell me if you remember. Me if remember no telling if you remember yeah. i'll never forget i'll never forget yeah. welcome to the hashtag to scene podcast the show focuses on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations communities and events Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the hashtag Causes Scene podcast. My de- guest today is Don Wages. Pronouns: she/her. Don, please introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Hi, it's awesome to be here. Um, my name is Don Wages. As you mentioned, I am a Django and React consultant and developer. Um, I first heard about Kim at a DjangoCon. Um, I am also Oh, wow. That was wild. It was. <laughs> I've been following you for a minute. So it's really great to speak with you. Today. Wow. That was
0: 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one of the reasons why uh, the Django community is one of my favorites, they are not perfect. And <laughs> uh, we could yes. talk more about that. But um, mm-hmm. there are enough people doing the work to bring you on stage. And that symbolizes something, not everything, more work to do, but we could talk about that later. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, Django, Django, the Django
0: con community, um, the, they really recognize again, there's no, there's no perfection in this mm-hmm. and yet they're moving. They've demonstrated through the leadership of that conference mm-hmm. that they recognize some blind spots and they've been trying to work on those. Um, yeah, I, I, I um, outside of the, of I, my favorite language, if I hate a, fa- you know, just like it was just easier for me to learn, and it's a mm-hmm. really good language for people to learn was Python. But inside mm-hmm. the Python community, I love the Django community.
1: Yes, yes, yes. and <laughs> all of that. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to that, I am also a core uh, core team member of the Wagtail framework. Um, it's a uh, CMS for Django that has mm-hmm. Django at the core. And then um, I also started at The Root um, and I'm participating in Ethic Source licensing and we'll talk more about that. And that's part of one of the questions I have for you today, so.
0: All right, so uh, we're gonna start as we always start, but I, mm-hmm. um, let me t- say to you, the reason Don is on this episode, we're creating this episode, cause she reached out to me mm-hmm. ooh, last year, at the end of last year sometime and she was asking me questions that I thought it would be clever to answer on the inside the podcast instead of because it doesn't scale if I give you a 30-minute consultation Mm -hmm. um it's just you and whoever benefits from it so I was like hey are you interested in doing this as a podcast um episode and she was uh, um ready for up and ready for it so this is what we'll dive into today. But before we do, we always ask, why is it important to call the scene? And how are you, Dawn, causing a scene?
1: Mm. Uh, gosh, you uh, do we curse on here?
0: Yes, baby. This is a grown-ass Ooh, show.
1: Good. I like <laughs> to shake shit up. Yes. Um, it, it's important. Um, I am not a person who generally enjoys comfort, confrontation. Even in small ones, you'll find my hands shaking at the end of it. Um, but... I'm good at it and I'm good at articulating my points. I have a skill. I did debate team all through high school. Um and it's important to 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 cause friction to make it not easy to be racist. It makes it you need to make it not easy to do the immoral and self-serving uh thing that uh could be self-serving depending on what who part what party it's a part of. Um going along with the status quo is is self-serving for a lot of different parties. Um regardless of their marginalization. And so I I, I, in, I, think it's important, even though it's not always enjoyable, to cause that friction um, and not make it easy to tr- trample on my rights. Um, and um, how am I causing a scene? I think my presence caused a scene in many ways. Um, I am very, very proud to be part of a community where I uh, am respected by my peers and people I immediately work with. But that is not a blanket statement for everyone who sees my face and sees the position that I'm in and the thing in the work that I do. Um, And most of my work does not have anything to do with race, but it is integral to the work that I do because it is my race. And so when you see me and you see my code or you see my work, um, they are not able to be separated. And um, so part of it is just existing in this space that is white, um, white focus. And then I have um, an ethical open source license and a um, ethical uh, anti-racist checklist that I'm working on. It is in the fledgling stages um, and I'm garnering, um, I'm gathering uh, intellect and, and thought and criticism from the, uh, the black, uh, the intersection of the black ethical and open source community uh, to try to inform the future of it. And I want it to be both products as I talk more about what they are, um, living documents that is informed by professionals um, in both the um, activist and anti-racist space and the open source space. And and I can talk more about what the tools are and how I plan to use them and what do you think about them and what the parameters are, blah, blah,
0: blah. Okay. So so, um, because I know absolutely nothing about any of this, just give me some background and then, Mm -hmm. um, and then we can go into, um, strategizing.
1: Sure. So the, uh, uh, so there is now a movement that, um, first came to my attention, um, back when, uh, we were upset with GitHub for having an open contract with, uh, um, with ICE, um, the ICE detention centers, um, something along those lines. I can't remember the exact nuance of the Very toxic and public um, confrontation, but it was um, indicative of just larger, larger um, lack of accountability of open source. A lot of really great people who are, who do not believe themselves to be, um, uh, who, who, believe themselves to be actively anti-racist contributed code that is now being used, or at that point was being used with the ICE facility. Um, and that's not how they thought their intellectual property when freely contributing to that project would be used. Um, so uh, uh, Caroline Imkey, um, Coraline Imkey, excuse me, Caroline um is someone who um, has been spearheading uh, the, Hippocratic license, uh, which basically is do no harm um, and it's more of a general um, the, a general fa- um, uh, license that is borrowed some terminology and standards um, from global human rights organizations. There are also uh, more ethical sources uh, ethical ethical source licenses, excuse me that like follow other things like um, being sustainable and, um, and and green. Um, And and there's a few, few others that, that, Oh, um, there was a a really cool one that just came up um, about uh, equal pay and, um, and making sure that all of the ramifications of the, that code code means people are paid a a living wage, which was really cool. And that one just came up from uh, this one inspired in uh, 2020, June of 2020, when I was at a really, really sad, low point this year, Um, it it is really important to me that when I, and as I contribute to the open source community, my code does not end up for nefarious means, um, and specifically anti-racist. I want all of my code to be actively anti-racist. And my first step was to tweet, because Twitter is about how I do it. It's how I reach out to the most developers I know at once. what does anti-racist code look like? Um, and I didn't get any answers. <laughs> I don't get a lot of um, uh, traction. I'm not, you know, a superstar on Twitter, but um, it's been a hard question to answer on what that looks like, but I don't think that it is uh, the the answer or the, the attempt to answer that question is for naught. And this is my, this is my work on doing that. So, we are currently in a beta phase of the first round of the license. We are writing what the license is. One of the things that is a, a key factor that I want to bring to you is by what standards do we define anti-racist and can we do that in um, in, a, in a license? So one of the recommendations was to tie it to a larger overarching and hopefully international body that already has standards for what anti-racist, or maybe we can use uh, part and parcel uh, uh, discrimination, racial discrimination. These are all air quotes. We're on a podcast. You can't see this, but, um, but they're not the same word. And also any of those international bodies typically are white led. And I don't want to take steps specifically from white voices on what discrimination is supposed to look like. Okay, so I'm
0: going to stop you there. mm -hmm. I'm going to stop you there um, because you're not going to find it because it does not exist. Okay. So um, if this is something you're interested in, you and your whoever you're working with are going to have to create it. Um, Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is the conversation that I had um, a lot last year in 2020 when everybody started all of a sudden using the word anti-racist and people Mm -hmm. kept coming to me, Kim, do you know any anti-racist companies? No, I don't. They don't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, tech is run by white, mediocre, unremarkable white dudes. And they just started using the, some just started using the word. Many have no clue what it is. And until, and let's be honest, many in the black and brown community don't have we 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 it's more of a feeling than policies, procedures, and processes that can be measured and, and standardized and, and and strategized around because no one's been talking about it. So um um yeah, you're not going to find it. So just be prepared to be the trailblazer. You're going to mm-hmm. be the person who you and your team are going to be the ones who are um, are at least setting the path for others to follow behind you. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it's an iterative process. So mm-hmm. when I wrote um, I wrote down um, anti-racist code, um, I also wrote down, wrote down welcoming and psychological safety. Um, mm. a lot of people don't know this and I'm just gonna say it on this episode this is will be the last f- interview I do for the hashtag Call the scene podcast. I am literally um, shutting this down um, mm. and we will be um, starting something new on, we will launching a whole new set of projects in um, Juneteenth um because um, and, and if people have been following me, they've noticed that my 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 Twitter, um, um, bio has changed. Mm. Um, it now is forging a path to welcoming and psychological safety and systems institutions and policies at scale. Um, Mm. when I'm,
1: and I was snapping because yes, for new ventures, yes, for expanding things. Yes. New chapters. Yes. Okay, great.
0: And so, um, something I came up with today, and this is, I've been feeling this for a while. I've outgrown hashtag cause a scene. I've outgrown mm-hmm. causing a scene and I never could. I mean, I was, I could articulate it for me, but I'm going to read what I wrote to my team this morning. Um, okay. and this articulates, and so this should, should help you. I said, I am, um, I am now better able to articulate the needed shift from causing a scene. Currently this work, this push for equity, for minimizing harm, for prioritizing the most vulnerable, is collectively being viewed by many as noise, bullying, as contrarian for controversy's sake, rather than what it is, a necessary evolution for the overall health and well-being of those we work with, Partner with us, buy from us, and invest in us and society as a whole. So, causing a scene has always been this outlier, this troublemaking thing. And that's how I started. I started, I was angry, I was upset. But as I've been in this space, um, and particularly what I'm seeing in the world, we need to stop treating the friction that you talk about as the counterculture. It mm. is the culture it is where we need to go. Anti-racism is where we need to go. Um, challenging anti-blackness is where we need to go. Um, yes. Challenging discrimination, oppression, and harm is where we need to go. So yes. that's why I'm shifting and I'm happy and I'm bringing that up because that's what you're doing. Yes, you're, And so I'm loving that there's that connection because, yeah. um, yes. So you will see I've started moving, uh, removing hashtag cause the scene from from stuff. I don't even tweet with it anymore because it is not the um, the outlier. It yes. is the culture. It uh, is where we need to go.
1: I love that evolution. Can I read a little bit from an article I wrote? Yes, please. It just matches that. Yes. Uh, so I wrote an article. It was in the context of. Um, MLK Day this 2021. Uh, it is a few days before we have a Black woman, uh, Black and Asian woman VP. Um, uh, years uh, just after we got a inarguably racist man out of out, out of office, um, and we had a Black president. Um, not all is solved. I have qualms with every president we've ever had, including Barack Obama. Like none of these having having Black people in charge does not fix everything. And, and I think it's a very, very complex, um, scenario. I don't know. It's complex and then it's not. Okay. okay, okay stop you,
0: right? I mean, No, no. Cause I want to, I want to bring up something right
1: there. And this sure. is another reason
0: why I'm switching. Um, and it's, cool. the and then, you, I mean, I'm just trying to build on something here mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Cause I want people to Love see the it. connection, how the evolution is happening. It's these pockets and all yeah. it takes is for us to start connecting because what I've been talking about is no longer putting new wine in the old wine skins. And I've been saying the tools of the oppressor in the hands of the oppressed are designed only to oppress. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about Obama, he had to be the perfect Negro to get that job. Um, When you talk about Oprah, she's not seen as a regular black Mm -hmm. Um, talk about Kanye. When you talk about, um, 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 Jay-Z, they're not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, um, so even in their, and you see it in, let's, let's use a very tangible, you see it in, in, in police officers. When black folks become police officers, they want to go into the system and change it. But because the system is designed the way it is, they have to uh, to stay in it. They have to assimilate. But because black and brown people have to do hundred times more than everybody else, they become even, in, in some folks' eyes, even worse than the white cops because they. Yep. So it is the, it is again the tools of the oppressor in the hands of the oppressed will always oppress, and it goes back to Audre Lorde's: the tools, um, the the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house.
1: Okay, I love this. This is fun. Okay, so one of my favorite thinkers, I'm just going to give a shout out. My college friend Sam, um, is just adamantly um just like an abolitionist and he wants to abolish the prison system he's like tear down the government um and i'm i mean in an intellectual level i'm on that tip and i love how he challenges me we have the funnest debates um so, and in, in that context, um, I am in, in the quote that I kind of, I'll read to you in just a moment. I'm also um, illustrating the role that I want to play with these instruments. Um, and it is the anti-racist license and the um, anti-racist checklist. Um, also shouting out Audre Lorde, um, I love Audrey Lorde um and um just just very excited that we this is all kind of like full circle this is exciting um so uh, do you mind if I, I yes but mind? I want yeah. to before you do oh. that because now oh, you're oh, talking yeah. about <laughs> Sam
0: and so this is the other side of it mm-hmm. so this is why we're doing so Sam is the revolutionary mm-hmm. he wants to flip the tables mm-hmm. Sam is not careful, the tables he flips will harm the most vulnerable because that's the way the system is designed. I don't care what he tries to do. Mm. He needs to prioritize the most vulnerable in his flipping the tables. Mm. So that's the one side. Mm -hmm. So people like to think in binaries. Mm -hmm. The other side is where most of us have been um, and trying to change these systems while letting, while making, while ushering the marginalized and most vulnerable into these spaces, knowing they're going to be harmed mm-hmm. and trying to minimize harm. And I'm tired of both of those. Yes. We cannot be flipping tables on the most vulnerable. And I've refused to send any more vulnerable people into these bullshit as companies into these bullshit as spaces. There has to be a third option. And what you're talking about is that third option. It is through the lens of anti-racism. Wow. And that's where I want to put it before you say your thing. So Ooh. this is, yeah. Okay. So this is where we're going. And this is why I'm shifting from cause to scene okay. because this is the thing. And so now, uh, the, now that you and I don't even know each other mm-hmm. and the fact that you're seeding the same thing, mm-hmm. you're saying you're seeing
1: it. So now do your thing. This is exciting. Okay. So, um, at the root imagines an alternative to the status quo in order to strive for that future. We analyze the question. What does anti-racist software look like? and attempt to empower the individual contributors to open source projects to be aware that the consequences of the code will be built to build a world they would like to live in. We play a distinct role in the activist movement as reformers and as change agents. These are specific specific categories. Um, I'm breaking from my quote. These are specific categories um, outside of what SAM is. I'm working within the system and I'm trying to provide accountability within the system. I'm trying to... um, do do somewhat of a third option. Um, so this is an informing our twofold approach, uh, reformation, using tools of lobbying and legal action to encourage adherence to anti-racism while monitoring its success to ensure enforcement. This normalizing and expansion of success guards against backslides and of co- cultural status quo. Our primary product, uh, to address reforming our current system is the at the root license which has not been not yet been released it's an ethical license to impo- impose accountability in an enforceable way I'm gonna skip a little bit down. Um, the second point is agents of change. As At The Root develops to a larger following, we aim to gather subject matter expertise from a variety of interse- industries that intersect with open source projects to contribute to our At The Root checklist with specific actionable guidance for actively anti-racist projects. So the second one I've spent less time talking about because it's a little more freeform and I think there's going to be a lot of experience that's going to come in. But what I'm imagining, I am an app developer, I'm imagining an app to manage this information. I'm imagining data structures. Um, So what I believe will happen is I'd like to um, uh, link this in with like pull requests as much as possible, probably use like, I don't know. I'm going to link this in with pull requests as closely as possible. Have contributors give um, specific insights um, that would fall under categories of applications. For example, a social media app. one would not imagine, um, immediately think that to be um, actively anti-racist in a social media app, you would need a block functionality. It saves a whole, uh, whole swaths of marginalized people from harassment. There needs to be a block feature on every social media app that comes to market. That is how you be actively anti-racist. Um, things like... Um, how you collect data for a person's name. Um, Some people, uh, some uh, applications only have one space and a certain number of characters for first name, certain number of characters for last name, when that is not the structure of many names. And that is not open, not and and truly does not do anything or marginal things um, for the data integrity of capturing someone's name. Uh, So certain things like that, I'm hoping, um, and there is a wealth of information beyond what I know. There's also this really, really cool um, talk that was at PyCon. Australia this year that talks about biometric information, um, and it's misuse and it's dangers and it's a little bit horrifying. So I hope you do it with like during the daytime. So it's not a scary story, but there, it, she literally goes through, um, I, I hope we can maybe link it in the show notes, but she literally goes through, um, for like, I think it's a 25 minute talk project after project that's misusing biometric data and how it's harming, harming marginalized communities. Many of times uh, the darkest skinned of communities um, in each of these countries or subsections or projects or examples. Right. So I'm hoping that giving the checklist, we will have uh, the checklist. And then I think maybe like a upvote, downvote feature, but then you're downvoting things. So then I I don't know if that's. I'm trying to minimize the, the, the way that Caucasian or white influenced or uninformed influences, people without context in general, um, can derail this effort while still leaving it very open to people to provide feedback.
0: Everyone in the Hashtag Call the Scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, Tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag causeascene.com. ...to people to provide
1: feedback, right? Um, and it's, yeah, you know difficult to target who to who to talk to so um, one of the
0: things i will tell you is um when i first um, created the guiding principles i did not realize it would be a framework for doing anti-racist work and it is mm-hmm. um everything you said can be th- can be viewed through the lens of the guiding principles the first one is tech cool. is not neutral nor is it apolitical once you understand that fundamentally you have to so they go in, they go in descending order but they they increase with importance as they go down. So you can't get, Mm -hmm. if you cannot understand that tech is not neutral nor apolitical, you are not going to do anti, you can, you're not capable of doing anti-racist, anti-discrimination, none of that. The next Mm -hmm. one is intention without strategy is chaos. And then the next one is lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And the last Mm -hmm. one is prioritize the most vulnerable. So I'm going to walk you through, because I wrote down, equity versus equality. Cause I want to walk through to you how you, the downvoting thing is when you're Mm. thinking about downvoting, you're thinking about everybody has an equal voice. That is not how Mm. this works. This stuff works. We've never had. And so that that's a false narrative that everybody's had an equal voice. Um, And that's why you get the libertarians. That's why you get people who want to debate both sides and, and all this other kind of stuff unless we have the same social, economic, whatever, power, there is no equality. I don't give it, you can give me, you can give me an apple, both of us an apple, but if you're talking about equality, my apple may be rotten, but I still have an apple. So that's all, so that's, you say, but you have an apple, but my apple is, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, equity, both apples need to be equitable. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about voting up, votes or down votes, Mm -hmm. people with the most privilege in a space, their votes, their voices are not the same. They do not weigh the same as the most vulnerable.
1: So we we prioritize
0: Mm -hmm. the lived experiences of the most vulnerable, and that changes yes. based on the situation. That changes based on the community. That changes based on who's in the room. All those things—they're very fluid. So that's why I love seeing things through the lens of the guiding principles because they give me so much, so much balance.
1: I like that. Okay, I 100 percent agree. So when you're talking about
0: anti-racist, when you're talking about anti-racist code, right? The first thing I can think about is when, if I'm looking through the 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 um, the, the 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 guiding principles. If you're talking about you're in a, in, a, in a let's say you're at a job you're on, on you're employed, leadership has to understand that tech is not neutral nor apolitical. If they don't understand that, there's no way that there's going to be anti-racist code. So then you have to go intention without strategy is chaos. So now we have to have a strategy in place to ensure that our code, if this is what's important, is never used in in situations that we don't intend it to because that's impact. And then you move to lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. Who's writing the code? Whose perspectives are we? Who's who's in the room challenging our assumptions? And then when you look at the last one, which is prioritize the most vulnerable, now you're saying, who is this code not only impacting as employees, 100%. Who is the impact? Like I said before, you need to look at who works for you, who partners with you, who buys from you, and who invests in you. And of that, who's the most vulnerable? And of that, what are their opinions and, and perspectives about what you're creating?
1: This is really interesting. So as we evolve, I think um, some of the things that are be moving faster and content we'll be putting out. Uh, we are at at the root. Um, for people who want to find us and also at sign the root dev on Twitter. Um, and I'd like to put out a lot more thought and just add to the discourse um, under that name um, and under with this, in this vein. Um, yeah, this is great. This is really, really great. I think there's something to be said about looking at, so I have. I came from a business background. I have my undergraduate degree in, um, in business, and so ugh, it's been a head fuck. <laughs> well, not really, because like getting I'm getting my doctor's.
0: I'm getting my doctor's in business administration. Ooh, there is, yeah. So there's. See, this is where we. This is where I need to. We need to get out of cause of scene because okay. people keep thinking anti-racism in business doesn't align. Hmm. people keep thinking that economics and capitalism doesn't align it is the fact that our economic systems worldwide are rooted in white supremacy so i don't care if you talk about capitalism i don't care if you talk about communism i don't care if you talk about marxism i don't care if you talk about neoliberalism i don't care if you talk about democratic socialism it is all rooted in white supremacy okay so what i'm working on is i we need to develop a i want to um um
1: redefine capitalism without white supremacy the economics of being anti-racist so with with talking about the forces and the actors that you're interacting with and how the prioritizing the most marginalized, I'm, I'm thought, thinking of Porter's five forces and which is very similar to exactly what you said. So I don't want to reiterate. I um, and also I wouldn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, I, I think there's definitely a web and in analyzing those. And I think that would be like a really great piece to write. So I'm, I'm scribbling that down. Um, yeah. I, and that's where a great place to have a conversation because if at this point,
0: when you, when you were talking about, and this is one thing I, again, I love about the guiding principles is because they're, mm-hmm. they're objective and subjective. They are quantitative and qualitative. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and in tech, we just love the quantitative mm-hmm. shit. And I'm like, no, we need to lean into the qualitative. We need a mixed methods. And so um, it allows me to have conversations. Right. Right. And challenge and be challenged. In ways that say, but do they go back to that?
1: In the in the guiding principles, and you didn't intend for them to be this kind of, you didn't intend for them to be the landmark or, or to be the definitive mm-hmm. guide. Um, but it, it feels like because there's not a lot of conversation in this community or yet, I mean, or the conversation is muffled or decentralized and it's hard to get in touch with each other, white supremacy, all that jazz. Um I'm, I don't know really what the the, the basis or how, how to describe what anti-racist software looks like. And so I could also just pose the question to you in a very lazy way. What does anti-racist software look like to you? And that may not be something we can discuss. But then also, if we don't have the answer in this convo, do you have suggestions on finding that answer?
0: So th- this is, again, so what I'm going to challenge you with is you're trying to lean into that the answer already exists. I just told you it does not. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're, and so that's that assimilation shit. That's that we, that's that's, that we, we fall back when we don't know into status quo because as as harmful as it is for us, that's what we know. That's Mm -hmm. what we've been indoctrinated in. Mm -hmm. I'm saying shatter it. So when I'm talking, so my third option is, like I said, I'm no longer, I don't want to talk to people about flipping the tables. Because unless you've talked about how you're going to minimize harm, I'm no longer going to, I'm willing, and I talk to my clients about this right now. If you're, if the project you want me to work on is not fundamentally going to shift something, I have no interest in it. I have a finite amount of time and your, um, your money does not create that for me. So I need to be very clear. I'm not going to create something so somebody can slap and say, oh, we talked to Kim. So we're all good. No, 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 no. That's not how to happen. Cause you, you, you are not using my, my scholarship for that. So my third option is because it's not there, we have to figure out strategically mm-hmm. how to be outside of the matrix, but engage with the matrix. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is, there are no, there are no anti-racist companies. Like, um, like, uh, I, psh, I'm so sick of having to make ethical decisions about what services are using in a goddamn pandemic. Right. Yeah. So, I was using Instacart because they said, hey, if you're able, stay at home, do delivery. But then Instacart is firing people in a state that has unions and saying that they can't unionize. So I have to deactivate that account. So then you say I have, live in a place where Publix and Kroger's are here. I don't want to shop in any of these damn places based on mm-hmm. what I've just seen recently. Mm-hmm. So, but Amazon is not a better choice, mm-hmm. except now I have to look at <laughs> a broader picture. Yeah. For me, I can still get out and go to a local grocery store. The very few that there are. My mom cannot. So my mom is going to have to order stuff from Amazon and I'm going to have to be okay with that. Because that is, she's the most vulnerable and she needs to get what she needs to get. So that she does not go outside and get and get, um, exposed to these things so there's a, so these are these are the conversations that people don't want to have yep. these are complex there is no a b equals c and that's what we love about tech that's what we just it's so quantitative it is and we know that that is not true because you cannot ignore bias when we're having these kind of conversations yeah so for me the guiding principles is a baseline of how we're going to engage yeah if you're if again if you can't get on board with tech is not neutral and nor is it apolitical i don't there's nothing you and i can have a conversation about so to me it's the same thing as people are saying about um you know um um the people believe in this disinformation that's going on right now politically in the united states Mm -hmm. how can i have a conversation with anybody of any genuine context or get to a any kind of a even middle ground and people like Mm -hmm. wanna unify when you and I are not dealing with the same facts. This is why I start every talk that I do with definitions. I don't care how you define these terms in your other life, in this talk, this is how we're defining them. Agreed? Agreed. Okay, so now since we have that parameter, Mm. we can have a conversation. So you need to figure out for you and your project What does anti-racist code look like? You get to define that black woman. Mm. We've never had that. We've never had that power before. You get to define that. Anybody who comes into your community, this is what this looks like. Now you either agree or you get the fuck out. Yeah. So that's like, I just started my discord. I started Kim Creighton's community cafe. We have a discord that's open every Friday from 8am to 8pm Eastern time. Um, and it's broken down like a work day. So in for the first six hours, we're talking about anti-racist. We're doing all kinds of stuff. We're actually listening to podcasts together. We're discussing stuff together. At two o'clock. So that's from eight to two. At two, from two to eight, we're we're having a good time. We're playing games. Cause that. so the first part is the water cooler. The second part is the happy hour. Yeah. Okay. So, so I designed that. I'd say what this space is gonna be like. And so yeah. I'm giving you permission to do that.
1: And it sounds so restorative. I love that. Yay. Okay, so, great. Yes. This so, is the first I'm
0: learning of this too, so I'm glad I... So yeah, the link it. is in my bio um, okay. on Twitter So and on Instagram. So this is why, and, I, and I, I'm just starting to say this because people will take it as some religiosity crap, but it's not. I literally, when I, when I said that I, I'm forging a path to welcoming and psychological safety in systems, institutions, and policies at scale... I literally can vision myself as a quote unquote Moses mm. where I am going forward. Follow me. <laughs> I'm not that's going to respons- That's a lot of no, responsibility. No, no. No, does feel,
1: does no, it feel, does it feel, it doesn't feel heavy? No,
0: because I'm, okay. I'm moving forward. Now you can follow me or you can stay where the fuck you are. That's okay. why I have to, that's why I've outgrown cause of scene Cause that was, okay. that was trying to convince and that was, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not dragging yeah. people with me. I'm going ahead. Mm -hmm. you're welcome to follow me but just know that the head i'm going to is where everybody needs to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we either do this proactively or you do this reactively i'm not doing cause the scene was reactive i'm no longer doing the reactive thing cause the scene again was the flipping the tables and the still putting people in harm's way this is i'm doing this separate thing I am putting new wine into new wine skins. I'm doing a separate thing and I'm engaging with those very racist, very white supremacist systems in ways that I choose to engage. And you can't make me engage any other way.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So you don wages get to decide. Awesome. You get to, you cool. get to look at the path in front of you, figure it yeah. out and, and tell people, yep. or to let folks know. You're welcome to come. These are the rules, and to me, it's been the 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 the, the responsibility was to call yes. the scene. This I don't feel that because what I'm I'm no longer so everything I was doing before was stop doing that. This is why we're going to stop doing that. But I never got to, I never could get to the. This is what we're going to do instead because I'm always doing I'm always doing the kindergarten lesson. No, I'm ready for um, graduate level. So mm-hmm. I'm building businesses right now that have that I I need to I, y'all can do whatever y'all want to right. over there. We're going to be over here. We're going to be creating the world as it needs to be. When you catch mm-hmm. up, we're already here.
1: May I read one more quote yes. that directly surrounds it? Yes, please. So, yeah. We can't rewrite the past or even try to return to a pre-colonial society. For note, this uh, also is the article is also in a um decolonizing technology um context as well decolonizing is the process of dissecting and removing colonialism most theories surrounding decolonization is based on decolonizing the colonized but the colonized can't and shouldn't cut themselves off and only decolonize yes. themselves yes the coloner the colonizer must also remove the dominant subordinate relationship in short and this is all in bold all spaces must be actively anti-racist there you go yes and that's what i'm talking about That
0: decolonize that that has always been our responsibility Mm -hmm. that has been um the um that has been our work I'm no longer doing that work Mm -hmm. I am doing the work of I am liberated I am already free Mm -hmm. I don't need your permission to be free I'm free
1: that just sounds beautiful that is music I am already free yes
0: I feel like um Sojourner Truth I feel like Harriet Tubman I am free Mm -hmm. I am liberated so just like Harriet, mm-hmm. I'm going forward. But unlike Harriet, you know, she had the gun. She was going to shoot you. she was going backwards. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what cause the scene has been. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you go backwards, if you go back to, you know, like in Harriet's time, um, she, she did that because you going back with Denson, NASA and his folks to, to get everybody else. For mm-hmm. me, you going back does not stop me from going forward. Mm. I, I'm no longer looking in the rearview mirror about where you coming. Uh, are you coming back? Because as black women, they always underestimate us. Anyway, we always ten steps ahead of them. They don't never. They never see us coming. We're stealth. We are strategic. We are. We are. The fact that we still exist says so much about who and what we are. Mm-hmm. So I'm no longer going to spend my time looking back I'm no longer like my engagement on Twitter is, is is shifting I'm no longer doing the individual unless you come at me personally then we gonna have a then we gonna have a a tit for tat <laughs> but I'm no longer looking for things to highlight for people like that if it's not a system institutional policy yeah because I'm trying to change at at that level that's the only way I can scale this yeah so yeah. even this conversation we're having like I said I needed to have it at a level that can scale. Mm-hmm.
1: This is really yep. cool.
0: So exactly. So your license is your design. Mm-hmm. You have the permission to make it whatever you think it is. You just need to make sure you are using some kind of guidelines that are mm-hmm. rooted in rights and uh, rooted in yeah. anti-racism to, 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 to be mm-hmm. your beacon, to be your North star. So my work, the guiding principles are my yes. north star. Everybody who works for yes. me, they know. Yeah. They before that before I before they bring something to me, they know. Have you looked at it through the lens of the guiding principles?
1: I and I really like keeping. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's it's very similar to what serves as a mission for organizations. Um, it's mm-hmm. very similar to just uh, having a a core idea. And 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 bring back to it makes makes it focused um and and methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. am very process oriented as well. So my brain, mm-hmm. and you know, I I'm, I'm in I'm in tech for a reason, um, or I stay in for a reason for now, uh, until I, you know, start herding goats or something. Um mm-hmm. so I want to do a step-by-step guide. I want to have a checkl- uh, a checklist or... or and, and the checklist can come from it, um, but we don't start with the final product. I'm not going to start with a furnished idea. I need to have a core negative truth to be able to build on.
0: I'm now ready to articulate and to publicly share my need to shift from causing the scene. Currently, this work, this push for equity, for minimizing harm and for prioritizing the most vulnerable is collectively viewed by many as noise, bullying, troublemaking, as contrarian for controversy's sake, rather than what it is, a necessary evolution for the overall health and well-being of those who work for us, partner with us, buy from us, invest in us, and society as a whole. My focus from this day forward is to forge a path to welcoming and psychological safety in systems, institutions, and policies at scale because I will no longer put new wine into old wineskins. My team and I will be spending the next few months making the necessary changes to ensure that my new commitment to doing the proactive work of leading a movement framed by the guiding principles and seen through an anti-racist lens strategically happens with a relaunch on Juneteenth. To be kept informed of our progress, please follow me on Twitter at K-I-M-C-R-A-Y-T-O-N-1, Kim 1, and on our new Kim Creighton's Community Cafe Discord server. When I started Hashtag Cause Scene in 2019, it was out of my frustration that no one was listening. Now that you're listening, it's time to get to work. Thank you for the years of support and I'll meet you on the other side. Have a wonderful day.
1: I need to have a core negative truth to yes. be able
0: to build yes. on. So and the guiding principle were never a guiding principle. They were just separate ideas mm-hmm. that I just thought one day, oh, fuck, all these things that I've been saying actually connect to make a, mm-hmm. make a cohesive story.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's how I got to them. Interesting. Great. This is really exciting. This is giving me some things to work on. I have some articles to write. I have some things that I would like to draft. I'm also want to extend to you just now that we're developing this relationship. Anything that I can be of service to you as well, I I would love to. I love to be able to just participate in that future vision. It's really exciting.
0: Oh, cool. Um, I, like I said, um, we're starting with because I have to. The work is does not happen on Twitter, so that's why I got the Discord. Um, and the reason it's only open on Fridays is because I have people who've already volunteered and gone through, um, mm-hmm. um, community care training. I created a code of conduct training, a moderation training. Um, and, and there's a, a role also for helpers, but majority of my folks are white. There's no way I feel mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can, I could tether my work to the guiding principles and have this open 24 hours, seven days a week, um, um, 365 with white moderators and and me not being there all the time or somebody not being there all the time. So I create, again, I got to decide how I was going to make this work. How would this work for my schedule? And I was like, Oh, I can do Fridays, um, eight to eight. That'll be fun. And then we break it up. We cause we're going to have, I got someone who's going to do, um, we found out that many of us have never played Dungeons and Dragons. So so we're gonna have a no- novice game of Dungeons and Dragons, and I found a black woman <gasps> who is a um, um, a professional um, um, mm-hmm. d- dungeon master. Yes, okay, and she's gonna do it for us. We play. You have no idea. You said kinds- the right
1: words. I have been wanting to play Dungeons. My yes. my friends in my group chat. I've been begging them. Bring me in on your Dungeons and Dragons game. I've never played before. I am. Go so down. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a novice game and we're going to, we're going to, and we're going to go so down.
0: Yes. And so that's what, and that's what I want to do. We're going to play. We're going to play. We're going to have karaoke. Sometimes we're going to have open mic. We're going to have all it's going to, how I envision it is. And that's why I call it the com- mm-hmm. community cafe. I envision it as, you know, you have those neighborhood cafes that in the day, everybody's in there working on their laptops. And then at a certain time they change the lights <laughs> and then they put yes. out a mic. And everybody it so it just changes the energy, so that's what I see because I'm, we i we have did, to build community we have to we have to keep moving along, and I'm no longer willing to mm-hmm. wait for mm-hmm. people
1: interesting. so I think with my core vision, as we've been talking. Mm-hmm. It is to empower the individual contributor. Okay, let's stop right there. You
0: can't empower or motivate; those are intrinsic. What you can do is create. Mm -hmm. You can create an environment so people can be motivated or empower themselves.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, and I I think the context, the nuance, is important. Yes, it is very much important because people there's a power in that. And Mm -hmm. all I can
0: do, so even with discourse, all I can do is create, that's why welcome, that's why my thing is welcoming and psychological safety. I can provide spaces for that. Mm -hmm. By providing spaces that are welcoming and psychologically safe, it enables people to blossom. They can go in everywhere, anywhere they want to. I'm not dictating what they do.
1: Okay. Create a space for someone to empower themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Okay. Um I want the code contributor to feel powerful enough mm-hmm. to feel they have the agency to feel like they know where their code, their effort, their intellect is going to build a future that it is anti-racist, mm-hmm. actively anti-racist. Mm-hmm. So many people are seeking this right now. So
0: many and- people are seeking this right now. <laughs>
1: And I want to give them tools. I think that the the checklist feels very tangible. I think I am having a little bit more issue with how to, w- not the concept, because I really, really, the more I think about it, the more I enjoy the concept mm-hmm. of the anti-racist license. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not naive. I don't believe that. I'll a, a, a no, think that a lot of organizations, especially the larger organizations, will um, adopt this immediately or even at all. Um, but that's not but, why you do or, it.
0: Mm-hmm. We put it out. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. We are Black women. We are the moral compass of this country. We put it out there. And that's yep. why I create so much content. You can never say you don't know. It's out there. I've created it. I
1: 100% agree. Yes. Um, and Coraline says this uh, really cool thing about uh, qualitative versus quantitative uh, metrics for adoption, in particular particularly to the ethical source licenses. Um, it is about... Which communities are adopting it, um, how they're interacting with those people in those con- in communities and that it just creates a space there. And we don't expect all spaces to be um, anti-racist immediately. Um, but uh, or else you're and honestly, if that happened, if everyone is up- adopting my license immediately, it means it wasn't hard enough. OK, I need to raise the bar.
0: Well it also means exactly it's it's a checkbox yeah. for them. But because and this is why I don't I say this is all white people are racist by design and can't be trusted. Um, by default without what can't be trusted without consistent anti-racist behavior. So for me, why it's not about white people, not being racist. It is about white people because you will always be racist. Cause you are dipped in white supremacy. You have, that's just the way it is. What you can do though, is develop a practice of daily anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just like you go to yoga every day uh, and do your Pilates, you are. And so what you so your license, you mm-hmm can be a tool in their act to anti-racist
1: practice. Okay. I'm writing this down. In that developing an anti-racist okay. practice. Okay. Right. And like underlining it. All right. And so
0: your checklist can be all those other things around being anti-racist. And once they, uh, you know, are, are mm-hmm. you know, got their mm-hmm. practice, then they would understand the value and the, in the vision and be empowered enough for themselves to adopt the license and demand that they are working on anti-racist code. Interesting,
1: I have some work to do, but this is exciting, yeah. We
0: all do, we all do, yeah, we all do. But you're out there in the front because you're a black woman.
1: (laughs) We really are magic. This is great. We are. No,
0: I know. Well, no, I don't want to say magic because white folks use that as as some like we don't have feelings. So I don't I'm going to. Yeah, we are just amazing. We are the moral compass of this country. We have feelings. We are we're not magical. We have had to learn to survive your
1: bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I love magic, but I know what you're talking about. I know, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing I, I love when you
0: said it. And then I had mm-hmm. to stop myself because I know how it would be used against us. And so I had to think about the most vulnerable, not how I feel about okay. the word, but how would it be yes. used against us. Yes, bringing the it back. Vulnerable. I
1: agree. Sold. I was like, mm, I'm resistant to not being magic. What do you mean? I glitter, yeah. but no,
0: Sold. Right. Yep, and see that's the thing. Once you bring it back to the most vulnerable, you're like, okay, that it's, that's right.
1: It's, a, it's such a small that small gesture
0: yeah. It's the same thing with using people's pronouns. It's the same thing about um 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 people um, when you're talking about gender. It's the same thing about when you're talking about um um mm-hmm. uh, centering yes. disabled people instead of ableists it's not ableists it's centering around disabled people it's yes. centering around the lgbtq community it's centering around the brown and black people in the lgbtq community it is centered around the black people in the lgbtq community um mm-hmm. because anti blackness is so pervasive um uh, this is why, and people want to know, why is anti-racism the key for me? Because, oh my God, there's sexism and all, all of that is rooted. If you can deal with the anti-blackness and the internalized white supremacy, yes, all the other isms will be taken care of because we are the most vulnerable.
1: hundred percent. And that's one of the reasons why the first article that I wrote was centered around decolonialism, uh, decolonizing tech, excuse me, and colonialism, um, because there were so many constructs that came from colonization. Mm-hmm. Truly. I mean, people of um, many, many genders existed way before this one. And it is the practice of having this, uh, uh, this one particular con- culture that is truly like the minority culture. And I'm, You know, I slap myself on the wrist every time I call myself a a minority. I'm not a minority. Mm -hmm. I'm of marginalized communities. Yes, exactly. Um, And that's that's what I talk about. That's the difference
0: between um, underrepresented is simply about numbers. Marginalization is about how groups of people, how communities are treated. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why I say blackness and I put it against whiteness because that's the only equivalence I can get to it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. white folks are always individuals we're groups we can't again that's about having the conversations about how can we have a conversation about equity when our terms aren't even equal right right I mean equality when our terms aren't even equal
1: I'm you did mention equity. I know you meant equality, but I do think equity is an important part of this conversation, which I don't know if I've addressed or understand what that would mean. Because equity is like such a like a, a bing word, a term. And does this movement provide equity? Yes, it I does. mean, I guess so yep. equity would mean that it we has are to be seen in it. yeah. We are seen, we are represented, we are part of it, we have agency. It is own. about
0: okay, let me give you it is about. I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. So I say, in this pandemic, you give a a family in a because l- let's talk about these checks, right? Mm-hmm. These 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 we got those twelve hundred dollar checks. Mm-hmm. Well, not even the twelve hundred dollar checks. The the the, the, the recent six hundred dollar checks <laughs> right. because okay, the twelve hundred dollar yes. checks people everybody spent. Yeah, but the six hundred dollar checks more influ- um, influ- um, affluent people saved it. Mm-hmm. Poor people had to use that money, right? Yes. So there is no equality in that. Mm-hmm. So people who are arguing about, um, like the fourteen hundred, they bring they they know if you're talking about starting the economy again, this is capital. If you're talking about starting the economy, mm-hmm. you give that fourteen hundred dollars to the people who are gonna spend it because they need to, mm-hmm. not the people who are gonna put it in their savings account and hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Because how is that stimulating the economy? If right. the goal is to stimulate, the, is to stimulate spending. Mm-hmm. You give it to the people who need to spend it. Yes, that is equity. Yep. But because we live in a white supremacist system, everybody wants to talk about equality. So that the people who want to save it, they oh, but it's the same thing with student loans. Why should I? Um, why should we not pay? Why should they their student loans be um, discharged when I've had to pay it? <sighs> right <laughs> these conversations are rooted in white supremacy mm-hmm. these conversations are rooted in the fallacy that everybody is treated as an individual mm-hmm. only whiteness is treated as an individual
1: yes i've also been trying to get rid of um using the term the uh, piece person of color because yes. it just there are very few very very few things where all people who are non-white it would one Qualify for all of us together because we do not have all the same interests. I mean, we are not a monolith, and also that is defining ourselves by non whiteness, and that being a person of color is 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 the inverse of that. And also,
0: it goes back to when we're talking about the blackness. There are many people of color who get to benefit from white supremacy that Mm -hmm. um, U.S. blacks cannot, like Africans. There Mm -hmm. are Africans who benefit from white supremacy in the U.S. in ways that blacks from the United States cannot. Mm-hmm. So we need to be, we need to be mindful of that. It's not to exclude them, but again, it's equity. It, it's about in this situation, who's the most vulnerable. So when it right. comes to education and whatever, Africans come over here to get educated. Our mm-hmm. students cannot get educated, particularly if they live in communities, because our school systems are built on, um, or on, 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 um, um, taxes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. The Africans that come over here are already they've are, they've 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 overcome the challenges wherever they come from. If they were challenges, they're here to be educated mm-hmm. at a level that U.S. students don't readily have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we don't have that that that, that the, the tax base. We don't have all those things that would get us to at the levels we need to because um, I'm in my doctoral program. It is overwhelmingly African. Mm. That are in in my doctoral program, overwhelmingly African. Africans have, and Indians have the highest um, advanced degrees, the highest number of advanced degrees. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it's not against them. It is not equal though.
1: Yes. And I and I 100 I percent agree with the nuances and learning about the nuances. Exactly. I don't know if I could speak to that point in particular um, well, um, but I, I have really great discussions with um, I have a Filipina friend who uh, works in and is reading about and learning about uh, decolonizing um, their culture um, and have just such. Interesting thought leaders, but would never. I mean, and they are very. Uh, they are more brown in the Asian community, and, and discuss things like that, and within that context of being Asian. But we would never equate our experiences. We are not the same. We do not have the same um, uh, mm-hmm. a, a same need or to address the 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 issues that colonialism and white supremacy has on us. And, and again.
0: And it goes back to the systems institutions and policies, because those systems, institutions and policies treat us differently. Yes, that is just 100%. the fact that people don't want to have a conversation about. Yes. um, so yep. even a brown Asian is treated better than a a, a black u s. citizen. And so based on the systems, institutions, and policies, and that is just where the, what it is. And so that's why when I talk about equity, it is mm-hmm. something that is tr- that you have to look at what situation I'm in, when I go into spaces, when I'm talking, I look, who's the most vulnerable here? Who should I be prioritizing? Sometimes it's me. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Yes. And so that's how I look at equity. I yeah. look at it about, it's not about equality.
1: Interesting. Okay. And this is so, uh, so the couple of questions, high level questions that I get is, is this for black people? Is this for uh, specifically in an American context? Um and uh those are your though, decisions to make yes i think and i believe in, in, in the, yep I'm, I'm standing firm in these that it is global and <laughs> um because anti-blackness
0: is global
1: yep and um it is anti-racism without uh without definition or ascribing to blackness because we can find harm um by racism in all of these things. And for example, and I think it also limits approaches. So if you, if I put it specifically in a black, a black context in this particular pro, um, project, my other projects may be specifically black focused and I'm gonna be all in on that. But this specific project, um, for example, the blocking feature that I mentioned before for a social media app would not necessarily come to mind when someone says, how do you make, um, uh, a, a project pro-black. Right. But if you make it anti-racist or protect the most yes. marginalized, I think that gives also, a better... And also
0: you have to... It's the same thing when I was talking about being outside of the matrix, but engaging with the matrix. Mm-hmm. You'll have the reality that those social media platforms that will be built that exist are created by white people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. So what you're doing is giving them a lens through which to build their products and services that they don't have right okay so it's just like deciding if you're going to use Django or anything definitely. else yeah yeah it's a definitely it's toolkit it's a
1: tool. I love it so what would you like to say um as you close as we close out this episode I mean this was amazing conversation this is really great um uh if you're if you're interested in uh keeping tabs on what I talk about, um I will probably be taking a Twitter hiatus sometime soon because I'm exhausted. But you can find me at at dawn wages says on Twitter. Um you can all also of that will
0: be in the show notes. I will make sure we add uh, your Twitter, your all your links to the show notes.
1: Lovely. Um I don't have a lot of links, but Twitter's the main one. Um yeah, it was a joy to be here. I'm was really I'm really excited about this conversation um, and to kind of flesh out some of these ideas and just talk with someone on a very similar wavelength. So, I appreciate that and your and giving me this time.
0: Well, thank you so much because you, um, I love, I love some serendipity. But this conversation allowed me to finally announce what was coming up next, um, and I'm while we're and while we're closing out hashtag cause a scene because we I've outgrown it and where we'll be pivoting to something um, much more sustainable, much more built, uh, uh, um, developed around looking at the systems, institutions, and policies instead of individuals. Mm-hmm. And and collectively, there's some <laughs> things that I'm building that are so community-based that I'm so excited about. Cool. So um, thank you for everybody tuning in um, and have a wonderful day, Don. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Call the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene community. Just visit the website at HashtagCalltheScene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.